I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Monday, June 12th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so Jay, some new tech is great, but let's be honest, some of it we could do without. One designer has taken that to a whole next level by sharing very bad tech ideas on Twitter. Some of the most infuriating ideas, he's designed Google Maps blurred out in unexplored areas, screenshots of your B-reel that are automatically sent to your boss, and a counter to show how many times someone has read your iMessage message. Tech is great. It doesn't necessarily have to or is always so helpful. Is there some tech that always frustrates you, Jay? Yes, but I don't want to give too much insight into what things annoy me. Less people put that in front of me more. What about you? Yeah, what I usually find is like the less tech of a company they are, the worse the tech is. So it's usually things like microwaves, fridges, all of that. Whenever they try to put in some interface into it or make it kind of tech forward, it never works the way it should. Yeah, and many things I prefer analog that you use all the time. Like I just, we have a record player, not to date myself. We have a record player and the speakers are very, they're not Bluetooth. They have to have a hardwire auxiliary cable. It works better, sounds better. You're never annoyed with it. It just works the way it's supposed to. So on some things, I believe you are correct. And I kind of do long for also like a radio dial that actually you can dial it in. So, hey, what about a rotary phone too while we're at it? Oh, you're spinning, you know, you pick the number. <laughs> now you're just making fun of my age, Brett. Aside from these things that tech does not do better, what do we have for Peak Bells today? For our first story, U.S. regulators push crypto to the brink for our second story, Zuck's plan. And for our last story, do energy drinks have too much energy? For our first story, the cryptocurrency sector is facing an existential crisis courtesy of, well, Uncle Sam. What's the latest on American crypto regs, Brett? So the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, set the stage for a high-stakes showdown with the biggest players in crypto last week. We talked about this following lawsuits against Binance and Coinbase, the largest crypto exchanges in the world and the U.S. respectively. The lawsuits rest on the SEC's view that nearly all crypto assets, though interestingly not Bitcoin and maybe not Ethereum, are securities, which is a tightly regulated type of financial instrument. Now, if you want to run an exchange where Americans can trade securities, you need to register with the SEC and comply with a mountain of regulations. Neither Coinbase nor Binance did this, and the SEC is now coming after them for it. It matters because Coinbase and Binance are like the final level video game bosses for the crypto hostile SEC. If they can defeat them in court, it's effectively game over for crypto in the U.S. market. This is a stunning fall from grace for a sector that was, until just last year, attracting billions in funding from the most prestigious financial institutions and spending nearly as much on everything from Super Bowl ads to naming rights for arenas. The implosion of a number of high-profile crypto businesses capped by the collapse of FTX undermined the industry's defenders and gave regulators who have long been skeptical of crypto anyway the opportunity to crack down. Respected voices in politics, business, and academia join the pylon, greatly diminishing the prospect of new laws that will legitimize the sector, at least for the foreseeable future. So two professors in a widely circulated column in the Financial Times said this, rather than creating a new legal and regulatory framework that legitimizes crypto, we should simply let it burn. Not sounding great for the crypto folks out there, but the bottom line is this, the SEC doesn't just want to let crypto burn, it actually wants to just finish it all off. For our second story, Apple may have its Vision Pro, but Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg has a vision of his own. 
That is the one and only time we will use that joke, Jay. We have to promise that. I think you're going to become a vision pro at using that. (laughs) See what I did there? Anyway, here's what's driving the news. Zuck held his first employee all-hands meeting since 2020 and used the forum to pitch a plan for our new brave digital world that looks quite like a bit different than Apple's, frankly. So Meta's Quest VR devices about, quote-unquote, people interacting in new ways and feeling closer, Zuck said. By, By contrast, every demo that Apple showed was a person sitting on a couch by themselves he added. It matters because as the two tech giants furthest ahead in the VR race, the fight between Meta and Apple is set to define how we interact with each other or don't really in the virtual world. Apple has pitched the Vision Pro as a tool for doing things on your own, like getting work done or watching souped up home movies. Meta has positioned its Oculus headset as a way to access virtual worlds, that is the metaverse, where you can interact with people using their avatars. But we don't yet have much evidence to suggest that people want to do either of those things. The metaverse has been slow to take off and Oculus sales shrank last year. Reviews of the Vision Pro have been positive so far, but it remains to be seen how it'll perform in the market. Also, it's yet to be seen if people actually want these things on their face. But the bottom line, it's still early days in the competition to own the VR space and too soon to make a call on how big that space is actually going to be. For our third and final story on this Monday, today in news that you will not find shocking, a drink called Hype Sauce may not be totally healthy beverage choice, frankly, Brett. I could probably guess why, but you want to break it down for the peak pals? So three flavors of the popular energy drink G Fuel were recalled after Health Canada found that standard cans contained a whopping 300 milligrams of caffeine without proper labeling to warn customers how much is safe to drink. (laughs) And how many hours they'll be awake. Canada has strict labeling guidelines for caffeinated energy drinks, including rules that require a warning against mixing with alcohol and a maximum daily serving amount. For context, 300 milligrams of caffeine is three-fourths of Health Canada's recommended daily maximum amount for a healthy adult. More concerningly, it could be more than three times the recommended max for an adolescent, depending on their size. Too much energy in energy drinks matters because there is a litany of potential adverse health effects that come with too much caffeine, especially for adolescents. And though caffeinated energy drinks aren't legally allowed to market to children in Canada, they do sell candy-like flavors and have partnerships with popular video game franchises, influencers, and surprisingly, anime, all popular among the younger set. A recent study published in the medical journal BMC Public Health looking at Canadian energy drink marketing concluded that, quote unquote, companies are extensively promoting their products using viral marketing strategies and themes that may appeal to adolescents. For some anecdotal evidence, two of the banned G Fuel flavors are called Pink Trip and Hype Sauce, two flavors that sound perfect for getting a little boost before a marathon fortnight session. Absolutely. To zoom out. As the caffeine content of energy drinks grow, so does their popularity. One analyst told the New York Times that they are taking market share once occupied by sodas since, quote unquote, all of them are zero sugar or zero calories, making them attractive to health conscious drinkers. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thank you, Brett. Have a good day, Peak Pals. And Brett, if I may, a bit of personal indulgence today is my parents' anniversary. So happy anniversary, Bonnie and Joel Rosenthal. Mazel tov to them, Jane. When you give me shock.